Hello and welcome to episode 153 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Brady. Hello. And Matt. Hello. <laughs> so, Matt. Uh, Matt, do you, little do you know is that I use the intro to sync everyone up for the uh, sync all the audio up, which is why it's kind of formatted like a little behind the scenes trick is why it's formatted the way it is. Um, Cause that little pause and then someone responding with hi, allows me to sync it all up. Anyhow, I'm getting the weeds and you've just complicated the matter so much more there. I'm going to have to listen for that sip, but it'll be, <laughs> be okay. Uh, what are you drinking? Are you eating soup? I was, I was drinking water. In um, oh, okay. in honor of uh, the the missing puddles from the the game you're about to talk about. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of that particular game, that game is of course Spider Man. And Brody, your review is now live for the game. It um, is. You gave it a ten. Uh, is it a relief to finally be able to talk about it? No, I mean I gave it a ten, but it's not that good, so I don't really care. <laughs> um, no, it is. It's 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 very good. Um, I've sort of even been cagey with my friends about it. Like I wouldn't tell them what I gave it and stuff like that. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Yesterday... Well, when I saw you on Saturday, you were very uh very quiet about what you were going to give it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I saw a few people yesterday, like a few other industry people. Um, and we were sort of talking about the game, so it was cool to talk about it with them. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just really good. Like uh. Like obviously read the review, you can see what I think. But um, for me as a big DC fan, to turn around and say it's better than the Arkham games, like that's that's pretty big in my opinion. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it just nails everything. It nails the characters. It respects the characters. It uses like villains you wouldn't expect. Obviously, a lot you do expect, but like for them to, I don't think it's a spoiler to say Mister Negative is in the game because he's been in all the promotional material. Yeah. But the way they handle his arc is like really good. So. Uh, it just, you know, it's just, if it had been a movie, like, it would have been, like, a super really good Spider-Man movie, but it's just a really good superhero game, so. Yeah, that was the sort of premise, uh, the sort of takeaway, I guess, I got from your review, is that, like, not only was this an exceptionally good superhero story in the context of video games, but, you know, it, it kind of stacks up there in terms of what we're seeing on the on the silver screen yeah, as well. I, yeah, and I mean, like, because it is, like, a really cinematic game, I sort of compare it to like uncharted in a sense where it does sacrifice a little bit of its gameplay mechanics for the sake mm-hmm. of cinematic uh, yeah. like feeling like it's like I've I was talking to this to uh Steve from Stavavi yesterday uh-huh. and um we were talking about how like sort of the third act boss fights are a bit like weak like uh they they're not that enjoyable because it is very cinematic similar to I guess like the Rafe fight at the end of uncharted 4 Mm-hmm. It, it's more cinematic than it is mechanically involved, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh it's. I'm looking forward to playing it. It's obviously not far away uh, from release. Um, chances are, by the time you're listening to this podcast, uh, it is out now, and, and people are enjoying it. Um, Matt, are you super excited to play it yourself? Look, I will admit that originally I didn't care all that much for it, um, purely because. It's just not the kind of game that I was, you know, really wanting to play. Um, but I think that, like, slowly but surely, I've been sort of tri- you know, looking at, like, the trickle feed of information that's come through. And mm-hmm. I'm actually a little more excited for it than what I was. Um, 
And I feel like just like coming off God of War, where God of War was that sort of grounded experience. Um, the fact that like, you know, there's just a bit more you can do. And, and yeah, like I, I remember playing Arkham City when it came out, um, uh, you know, God knows how long ago. And that was a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, hearing Brody say that, you know, it's, it's sort of akin to, you know, the best of that series and everything. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little more excited, so I probably might pick it up. Yeah. I'm super excited for it. I'm trying to, I'm desperately trying to get God of War out of the way so that I still haven't beaten. It's crazy. It feels blasphemous. Um, I'm trying to get that out of the way finally, so I can, I can move on Spider-Man sort of in confidence, but, um, I just yeah, read before. I'll say I just read before too that like Amazon is out of stock for like Spider. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I mean they had it the cheapest. They had it for like sixty two dollars, didn't they, or something like that? They did. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that was out of stock. That's mental. Apparently, so, I know man. that they had changed the price back to the full price, but yeah, they oh, really? were putting their orders down for it. Um, mm. Well, I've uh, also been playing a game for review. Um, I played uh, Guacamelee Two and published the review for that a couple of days ago. Um, game's been out for a little over a week now. Um, so, uh, many of you may have already played it yourself. Um, but if you've not, I highly recommend it. Um, if you're into your, uh, Metroidvania sort of platformer games, um, appreciate a bit of a challenge, um, and a bit of, uh, you know, sort of like a, a fun sort of humorous story. Um, it's kind of laden with humor. It's it, like every line is attempting to make a joke. Um, it's a really, really great game. Um, I'm a big fan of the series and, and Drinkbox in particular. They're a great studio. Um, and I highly recommend that game too. What, so, uh, what, what do they do different in this one? Like, cause I've played a bit yep. of the, f- I've, I've played a bit of the first one. Sure. Um, so, uh, <laughs> they've added co-op for starters. Um, obviously oh, yeah. they've kind of shaken things up a little bit in terms of the kind of like level design, um, and the sort of enemies that you encounter and, and your attacks and stuff. Um, I, I think the only reason I sort of like like the criticism for it, um, I, I don't think every joke lands as well as it, as they could. Um, mm. But, you know, humor is kind of difficult to, to judge. Like some, some of it will work for other people and, and, and not for others. Um, but uh, I think I had the line somewhere in the review that like, you could be forgiven for thinking this game tries too hard to be funny. Um, but otherwise, I, I don't think it kind of really made enough, quite enough of an effort to change like shake up the formula of the first all that much mm. um the sort of core attacks are still the same um i feel like they've added they've kind of touched it up a little bit here and it's kind of a bit of polishing as well in terms of like the um uh the way the whole progression system sort of works and there's kind of like a skill, skill tree element to it now as well um that's all really nice uh, and all really welcome additions um but yeah i feel like I don't know. They could have gone a step before, but if you played the first game and absolutely loved the first game, which I did, um, then you'll have just as much fun with this one. I feel as well. Um, cool. Yeah, it's it's good. It's I I, I recommend it. But there is a, an onslaught of games coming out at the moment, and it's uh, it's hard to know what to play. Yeah. Um, fortunately, we've got a bit of time though before AFL Evolution Two comes out. <laughs> uh, that was announced in the week for a, a 2019 release on uh on ps4 xbox one and pc uh matt we obviously saw afl evolution uh come out i think it was uh last year now um what would you hope from a new afl game something good um like (laughs) oh my god uh look the last the last half decent and even that's like sort of clutching at straws the last half decent game that came out was uh afl live on um uh, ps3 and I think it was on Xbox 360 as well. Um, yeah. 
that was uh, uh that was by big ant studios if i'm not mistaken yeah um, yeah big ant studios um and published by true blue and look that was like half decent like it wasn't it yeah you know, like there's there's games that came out on previous consoles that that really sort of captured the you know the spirit of the game and everything um but like that was probably the last afl game where there was less complaints about it and you know people enjoyed it and everything afl live 2 came out and that was just not as good because they changed a lot of the mechanics um they changed a lot of the you know the gameplay styles and everything it just sort of got out of hand and then yeah just to, just to, like i didn't actually pick up afl evolution i i was going to uh, and then I read enough about it to know that I wouldn't have enjoyed it and I wouldn't have wanted to, you know, to play it in the end. Um, mm. and I guess that like, it is, it is a tough thing because, uh, you know, if you compare it to, you know, FIFA, if you compare it to any tennis games and everything else, they're like worldwide games, you know, so they, they appeal to a, a broader audience, um, you know, around the world, whereas, AFL, like, you know, here in Australia, it's huge, but, you know, everywhere else in the world, you know, like, there's very few people who have kind of heard of it. Like, they've tried to set up, like, little academies and sort of little international competitions and stuff, but it's just not popular popular enough to, uh, you know, to, to capitalize on that market, to get a bigger studio than, you know, and no offense to Wicked Witch, of course, like, they try their hardest. Um mm-hmm. But to get a game that actually, you know, really is true to the spirit of, you know, the, the Aussie rules game. Um, if I'm going to be honest here, and if, if I could have sort of an AFL game that made me happy, um, this is going back, I'm, I'm pretty sure it came out probably around when I was born. Um, but there was a, a NES game, which was uh, Aussie rules footy. Um if you've ever if you've ever hit up a you know an emulator or whatever or if you've still got a NES sitting around somewhere and you get a copy of this game it's the simplest thing because uh, there's like literally only two buttons to press um, but it's a hell of a lot of fun and like you know I, I get in the modern day they're all, all about graphics and and trying to make things look great and realistic and everything but at the end of the day all i want is the core experience of kind of like afl so you know keep it simple yeah it's interesting that you you say that um afl evolution 2 um they're they're going to include the premiership season obviously as well as the the nab afl women's competition they're adding 15 uh that they're increasing it up to 15 venues now as well around the country um so it's going to be some changes with the the second one but I guess there's the kind of complexity to the game, right? Like AFL is quite sort of intricate sports. Um, yeah. Do you think Brody that trying to capture that in a video game is kind of harder than say basketball or, or soccer? I would say so. I mean, both of those sports are intricate in their own ways as well. Soccer less so, I think. But um, yeah, AFL is a fairly uh, sort of nuanced sort of sport i suppose and i guess Mm. the title of the game it kind of is apt in a way because the game is constantly evolving still like there's rule changes every year so that like they've got to keep up on that and all that sort of thing and i just and at least with 2k and ea sports and all that sort of stuff they've got the budget to throw behind these games yeah and they can have a team of people just working on you know dribble animation or something like that but I feel like the team at Wicked Witch is just not nearly big enough and they don't have the budget to 
you know, pull together a game that's going to sort of... Yeah, I suppose their market isn't quite so big. Yeah, it's not going to nail the experience. So. I think it, additionally <clears throat> yeah. on that um, as well is if you look at um, sort of like basketball, you look at soccer, you look at tennis, um, to a lesser extent, extent you look at sort of like NFL and everything, those games and those sports sort of, they stick with a set of rules that have barely changed over the course of history, you know, of their, of their games. Um, whereas if you look at AFL, it's the consistent amount of rule tweaks and everything that, you know, like you, you go back and you play the, the older games on, on PS1 and PS2 and you play, you know, the more recent games and the rules are also completely different because the sport is a, a, it's, you know, it is as its namesake an evolution of what it was. Um, there's a consistency to create an AI that has to, you know, keep up with all those preset rules in the game. And it just adds to the complexity of what is an already complex game. So I feel like, you know, it's it's a detriment to the to the sport itself that they keep including additional rules, but then to try and, you know, put those in a game is just making it 10 times harder uh-huh. for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I get the impression, and correct me if you're wrong, Matt, that that you're hopeful for this game and, and are excited for it. Would you would you agree with that, Brody? Um, hopeful for it, no. <laughs> okay. No, just, just I just don't expect anything from it. I guess. I mean, yeah. I guess you could say I'm hoping that it's going to be good, but mm. that that's hoping against hope, really. Like I just I can't see a world in where in which we're going to get like a you know. A, a one-to-one sort of AFL game that respects the sport and, you know, uh, is an actual quality product. Like, it'll probably be a bit of fun. It'll be a distraction for a weekend or something like that. But for the most part, it'll just be a broken buggy mess. But look, I hope Wicked Witch can do it. Yeah. I hope they can... Because one of the things that always breaks the immersion for me is, like, the commentary. So if if they can (laughs) at least get the commentary down... Then I'll, I'll count that as a win for for this year. As <laughs> so. long look, as long as they haven't contracted BT to do it, then I'm okay. If they if they <laughs> if they can. have BT and uh, I highly doubt he's going to listen to this, but I just cannot stand um, watching the live games with his commentary. So having to hear like you know repeated sentences, game in game out, I would probably pull the disc out and snap it before I you know was able to play anymore. If he's in the game, let's just say, boy oh boy, wow we. Huh. All right. Huh. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's hold out hope. <laughs> that went over your um, head. Speaking, yeah, it did. I I don't know if you got the collected, but I'm not a huge <laughs> AFL guy. No. Um, this my sort of story with AFL is that when I first came to Australia, um, when I was four, I was asked, as most four year olds are in Melbourne, what what AFL team I I go for, and figuring out that AFL was probably a sport of some description and that sports teams often named were named after animals. I decided that the most Australian animal I could think of was a kangaroo. So I was going to go for the kangaroos and hence I've been a North Melbourne fan ever since, but I believe they're not in the finals. So I'm, uh, I don't know if I, who I should go for. I think Hawthorne are my local team technically. So, Go for Mel- Maybe I'll just jump on the Melbourne bandwagon. A lot of people seem to be doing that. Um, yeah, like Matt. Will you have Will you have me aboard, Matt? Um, I'll have you aboard, and and Brody, I'll have you know that I've suffered through being a Melbourne supporter longer than you've <laughs> probably cared to be a Collingwood supporter. So you take that back. 
I might older than Jeez, you. Jeez, I don't want to start something. Yeah, but I still can guarantee that I've suffered as being a Melbourne supporter longer than you've suffered as being a Collingwood supporter. Well, that's not what you said. Anyway, I don't quite know how on. that works out math-wise. But speaking of changes to games, you guys were talking a lot about the evolution of AFL. Uh, and Fortnite is constantly evolving. It's getting a limited time mode. Uh, sometime next week, I think. It was delayed slightly. Um, that's going to add a new uh, a new game mode called Getaway. It's a high-style sort of game mode that adds a grappling hook. Uh, Matt, you and I are Fortnite fans. Do you reckon this is enough to keep us playing? Uh, well, look, everything they do seems to keep me playing so you know uh i i for one welcome changes like this because it just means that i will die in new and glorious ways um <laughs> that you know basically it, it'll like i can i can set the scenario out like this is we'll be playing in a squad and i'll be like guys i found a grappling hook and be like yeah that's cool and whatever and then five minutes later we'll be like oh, we're under fire i'll be like i'm gonna use the grappling hook and then two seconds later we'll be like guys i'm down yeah, well, it's it sounds like fun in the meantime, though, right? Like, uh, I'm I'm sort of excited to have like a different objective. Rather, I mean, like all the other game modes that they've added have have primarily been still about killing people and trying to survive as long as you can, right? Um, but this getaway game mode like seems like it's gonna shake things up a fair amount. So, um, what's this? What's this mean for the storm? Like, does it still close in or? I don't think it does. I think um, you're just gonna like spawn in the map, and then these jewels kind of spawn at like various locations about the place and you have to collect the jewel and then take it to your getaway vehicle um and the first team to do that four times wins I so it's like also vehicles flag, sort of vehicles uh more vehicles yeah oh they're adding more vehicles to the game mode i don't well? know are they oh <laughs> i assume that it would remain the same but maybe they're gonna like increase the spawn rate of atks and stuff like that to help you get around faster um, I don't know. I, I still need to sort of get my head around it a bit more. Um, I'm, I, I think I really need to get hands on time with it and see how it all pans out. Um, but to my, like my impression of it was that, um, these kind of jewels would, would spawn one at a time and that all the teams would fight over that particular one. But I could be wrong. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm, I'm kind of keen to play it though. It's going to, going to keep me playing a fair bit longer. Um, but Brody is kind of an outsider, someone that's not really playing Fortnite. Do these kind of updates, do they interest you at all? Like, are you aware of them going on? Does it like help you? Does it tempt you to play the game some more? I'll tell you what, Ewan. The only <laughs> news I get from about Fortnite is hearing yeah. you on the podcast each week. Right. Okay. You just don't like, read anything that goes nah, on inside. I see the articles go up and I just, I just Whatever. skip right by that thing. Yeah. You know? I, I suspect you're not the only one, but I know there's still a fair amount of people out there that uh, that appreciate the Fortnite content. So uh, it's, it's, I feel and I, I, I like to them. I, I like how you guys are like, is this enough to keep us playing? I'm like, yeah, they could do nothing and you would still play this game. Yeah, probably. It's just I don't know. There's just this really addictive nature to it, and that's you know I mentioned at the start of the show that like I've struggled to play other games because I keep crawling back to that one, and my friends will message me and I'll want to play more of that. So. It's uh, I, I would say it's getting better. Um, I wrote an article a month or two ago about starting like, to my heal. addiction to it, but I think I'm starting to get over that um, and play other things. Oh. So I was playing a bit like the the Battlefront, sorry, the Battlefield beta today, um, as well as God of War. Like I'm shaking it up a little bit. So well, I guess hopefully. I guess that like you know at least you don't have an addiction which is all the game's fault and nothing to do with the rest of your life. Um, as a certain yes. uh, apparent expose on uh, national television would have you believe oh, so. all my brain cells are dying yeah. i'm just like <laughs> I, I was lying in bed the other day and a bit of my brain just kind of like 
oozed out of my ear. I'm like, oh god, I got to stop playing. It's Fortnite. because of yeah, it's because of Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure, Matt, that you and I will be flying around uh, just like Superman with those grappling hooks. And speaking of Superman, the man Very that good. plays Superman, thank you. I spent so long trying to think of that segue. <laughs> the man that plays Superman, Henry Cavill, will be playing Gerald in Netflix's Witcher uh, TV series. Um, Brad, we've spoken a little bit about this before, but with the, the confirmation that Henry Cavill is going to be playing Gerald, do you, do you have much hope for this series? Like, is, are you excited for something? I for this? am. I'm, uh, I, I don't know anything about the series beyond the fact that he's in it and that it's going to be on Netflix. Like, I don't know who's attached to write it or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I'm keen. I think, like, The, the Witcher has a very uh, sort of deep and very interesting world. Um, yeah, I, I, that extends I, beyond the video games too, right? I, yeah, of course. I, I know there's, like, tons of novels, isn't there? Um, yeah. I, uh, I personally haven't, like, finished any of The Witcher games. I find them very overwhelming. Yeah. Um... To the point, like, I think I played one mission of The Witcher 3 and it took me about two hours to do. And <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to put this down for the night and then I haven't played it since. Yeah. Um, it's just something I, I think I played need. about 50 or 60 hours of The Witcher 3 and I never completed the main quest line. Far it, out. It's insane. I, I, I keep meaning to go back to it and maybe this will be something that convinces me to. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like Henry Cavill. I think he's capable of good acting. Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't done it in a lot of sort of big budget things like uh his superman is a little wooden i guess and in the new mission impossible he has a few scenes where he's a bit uh, but um you know uh, I, I like that they've cast him because he's gone on record as saying that he's he's, he's a big gamer so yeah i feel i feel like that's that's a, that's a nice fit so um i assume he's familiar with the subject material so um i've got i've got good faith that he'll do it uh, justice yeah, uh, yeah. Brady brings up um, his kind of history, I suppose, Matt. Um, he has sort of had, received a little bit of criticism for Superman, which, you know, arguably may or may not be down to the scripting oh. of, of those films. Oh, those scripts um, are phenomenal, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, uh, what was the line in Justice League when, uh, spoilers for Justice League, if you care, I'm surprised if you do, um, where he, like, comes back alive and he's there with, like, uh, Amy Adams... Uh, and she's like, she was like, "What's it like being dead?" Nice. He's like, "Itchy." He, Does he say itchy? I'm itchy. Or yeah, uh, yeah. She's she, oh, she's like, "What was it like, like being dead?" And he's like, "Itchy." itchy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I could, I cool. could tell that was like a Joss Whedon quote, like because obviously Joss Whedon was involved in the writing. Joss Whedon just well. ruined but those reshoots. Clearly, wasn't. I don't know if he wasn't there on set or like they were pushed for time, but I can't possibly imagine like being a Joss Whedon fan that that was delivered the way he intended for it to and, be delivered. And like, and his weird. CGI lip. Oh man, that was just yeah. a disaster. Anyhow, with all that in mind, Matt, do you think that Henry Cavill is is the right pick for this role? Can you see him making a good Geralt? Uh, not having seen him in a lot of things except for uh, Batman versus Superman, which was god awful. Um, look, I I'm kind of in the same boat as Brody. More the fact that I didn't actually play the game only because I knew how big it was. And I knew that if I was going to get involved with it, I would never play anything else. Um, so I don't really have an opinion on the character because I don't really know the character that well. And I don't really know the game that well. Um, but I'm all for actors giving it a shot until you watch it and they're either good or terrible. So, you know, <laughs> like I, I more have faith in Netflix in that because Netflix 
do a lot of good things with what they yeah you know, with their adaptations yeah. and everything. Um, yeah, I, the Castlevania series was pretty well received. I have I have faith that Netflix know what they're doing and they will actually be able to create something very entertaining uh, and true to the story. So. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 less to do with you know the the casting choices and more to do with the subject matter. So, um, mm. but you know, time will tell. Um, and who knows? Maybe they'll reverse it, and instead of taking off an awful mustache and having a weird lip, they'll superimpose his entire beard, and then that will look <laughs> even weirder. So, yeah. And, and I suppose the the real question about this Brady is is that in the game uh, at least. Geralt, I think I've pronounced his name every different way at this point. Um, takes takes his kit off quite a bit. Like you see, oh. you see a lot of nudity. Do you suspect that Henry Cavill is going to be prepared to strip down for the role? Oh, I'm sure he'll hang dong. <laughs> for sure, he'll hang. I'm sure that's uh, going to be well received by many people. I cut you yeah. off. Though. What were going to say? Um, I was going to say this. This sort of there's a little side plot going on with this now. Uh-huh. Because there's been a lot of speculation about his contract with DC and Warner Brothers, mm. uh, and whether he's going to return as Superman, and I feel like this is quite a commitment to make. Uh, given that if Man of Steel two or something were, were to happen, that would be sort of happening soonish. So interesting to see. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure actors can be in two things. It's happened before, but um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I feel like a TV series is a bit of a commitment. I don't know if it's going to be a multi-season sort of thing or just a a mini-series, I suppose it depends on how well it does, but, yeah, I mean, that's a little side plot that I'm sort of paying attention to a little bit. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. I don't quite know where DC's at in terms of their films, like... I don't know whether... They're doing, like, Aquaman and Shazam, like, I don't know if they've taken a bit of a break from the core series, but I believe a Justice League 2 is in the works. I uh, I don't know about that. I know they're, they're, they're like, in production on, like, a Suicide Squad 2, and I know they're in pre-production on, like, a Flash movie. Uh, other than that, I think they're working on like a lot of little, like a smaller budget and less Wonder risk. Wonder Woman 2's been shooting as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think they're banking on like lower budget, less risk sort of projects like Shazam, mm. which um have potential to like sort of blow up and just be huge. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a smart way to refocus and sort of recalibrate. So I'm hoping that sort of works for them. But um, as for the, yeah, as for the core group, like Batman and... Uh, there is like the Matt Reeves Batman movie apparently in the works, but there's again a lot of speculation about whether Ben Affleck's going to return for that or if they're going to go with like a younger Batman. I don't know how they're going to retcon that and rewrite that, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. I feel like they're just sort of working out how to best go forward, and mm-hmm. as long as they make the right decisions now, yeah, I, I guess there's still some hope. But I don't see how they can recast one and not the others. But then, like, why would you recast Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman? Because yeah, she's, you don't she's phenomenal. Do that. Yeah, and and quite frankly, I think Henry Cavill's like a he's a good Superman. Like, um, uh-huh. in the end, of, in the end of Justice League, when he comes back and he's like a more positive sort of Superman, because in Man of Steel and all that, he's very bleak. And I guess that's just the Zack Snyder sort of vision. But yeah, so I don't know. It's there's a ways to go for DC. Yeah. 
Well, we've talked a lot about superheroes on this podcast, and with that, let's segue over to What the Wiki, which is the Starcast Gaming Show, where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and you, the contestants, <coughs> must guess the game. Thanks to our official What the Wiki keeper of the score, we are reminded that last week uh, we had um, a bunch of head-to-heads, uh, and the end result of which was that James is still among is still at the lead at 10 points, Brody and Steven are tied on 6 points, Matt's made a bit of a comeback over the last few weeks, and is now on 3 points, and Shan is on the board with 1 point. Uh, so yeah, again, an opportunity for both of you to kind of close the lead down on James. Um, and the game, the first game uh, this week is once again uh, submitted by a friend of the show, at Jamie Penning, over on Twitter. Contestants, if you're ready, I will read the game for you now. Yes. Go right ahead. Morality is used in the system known as Hero or Menace, where players will be rewarded for stopping crimes for, or punished for not consistently doing so or not responding. If the player responds to crimes and successfully stops them, the Hero rating will go up. Failing to do so will result in the protagonist's rating to decrease. The player is able to upgrade the Hero's web shooters. During certain sections of the game, the player can control the superhero's alter ego and walk around doing detective work. Players have access to the Alter Ego's home, and his room allows uh, players to replay previous missions from the main storyline, purchase upgrades, and equip the various costumes available. Audio logs of many... Brody? I'm just going to take a punt, because I feel like we're just going to be in a Madden situation like last uh, (laughs) last time. Yeah. I I know it's a Spider-Man game, I assume, so I'm going to go... Spider-Man? Uh-huh. Web of Shadows? It is not Spider-Man Web of Shadows, no. Okay. Uh, you've only got one more sentence this paragraph, so it's meant ah. to open up both, to the both of you. <laughs> uh, players can use the Metro to go back home. So that's the end of the paragraph. Both is now open. Uh, additionally, Wait, new what? enemy How types have both been... open? I haven't guessed Mate, yet. Oh, uh, I don't know. That was the rule that we came up with, and there was only one sentence in the paragraph, I and I didn't know like what to do. I keep changing rules, so... Anyway, keep going. <laughs> I mean, that was a rule I changed a few... It's it's AFL Evolution. That's all this game is. Uh, additionally, new enemy types have been introduced. Armored guards can be taken down either with a stealth attack or by the Ionic Web Upgrade, which allow players to break down armor, thus leaving the guard vulnerable to damage. The game is an action-adventure video game based on the Marvel Comics character and is the sequel to 2012 series release. It was developed by Beanox and published by Activision. It is loosely based on the 2014 really? film... Yep. Oh... <laughs> 2014 film. Uh, what came out in 2014? Oh, I was going to say Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, but I don't think that's right. No, not incorrect. It, uh, Matt, mm-hmm. it is loosely based on the 2014 film of the same Matt, name. Is it uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yes, it is. Well done, Matt. Yeah. Was, was that a movie tie-in that you ever played, Matt? I don't touch movie tie-ins very often. <laughs> You know what was a movie tie-in that I played a lot of? I don't think you'll ever guess this, but Aragon on the PS2. That was all right. It was fun. It was just kind of like a hack and slash kind of thing. My brother and I enjoyed a lot as kids, but it's probably trash now if I went back to play it. Anyhow, game number two. Matt, you just need to guess this to take away the points this round. A reminder that it is the best two out of three. So, Brody, to stay in the competition, got to guess it. Mm -hmm. The game is an open-world Activision game. Sorry. Let me start again. The game is an open-world action-adventure game that incorporates tactics from stealth games. It is presented from the third-person perspective, showing the playable character on screen and allowing the camera to be freely rotated around it. The game is set within the series' infamous City of Crime, which is open to the player from the beginning of the game, allowing them to travel freely anywhere within its boundaries. 
The player can move silently through the game using a combination of gadgets and stealth moves to sneak up on enemies and incapacitate them. The hero can use his cape to glide around the city, Brody. driving down... Brody? Oh, no. Uh... Batman Arkham City? Uh, it is Batman Arkham City. Well done. Uh, well done, Brody. Good guess. Was it either that or Arkham Knight? Oh, I panicked. <laughs> um, yeah, mm. interestingly enough, in the talk, I actually wrote Arkham, Arkham Knight, but it was Arkham City, that description. Um, yeah, it was a, a, a real good, a real good, uh, a superhero game, Brody, but not as good as, uh, <laughs> as, as, good as, Spider-Man. as the Spider-Man game, apparently. <laughs> uh, okay. Game number three, the tiebreaker. Silver Surfer is knocked out of the sky by Dr. Doom. The board shatters into several cosmic bricks. Doom captures the powerless server, hi- hiring other villains to collect the bricks to make the Doom Ray of Doom to repel <laughs> Galacticus and rule the world. However, Nick Fury orders all superheroes to retrieve the bricks before Doom does. Abomination and Sandman ransom Grand Central Station for a cosmic brick. Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Hulk succeed in stopping them. Captain America and Mr. Fantastic head to the Baxter building to examine a cosmic brick, only for Dr. Octopus to steal it. When the fight goes to the Daily Bugle... Matt? Is it... uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes 2? Uh, it's not, no. A little bit more of the paragraph to go, so Brody got an opportunity here. When the fight goes through the Daily Bugle, Spider-Man lends a hand. Ock is defeated at Times Square, but tosses the brick to Green Goblin, who takes it to Oscorp. Fury sends Black Widow and Hawkeye to get it back, with Spider-Man joining them. They face off with Venom inside Oscorp's underground lab, while the Goblin flees via helicopter. What did Matt say? I can't remember what Matt is it open? <laughs> is it open again? Is that the end of the paragraph? Uh, that is the end Matt, of the paragraph. It's Brody. open again. Yep, Matt. Is it uh, <laughs> Lego Marvel superheroes? Uh, it's not. No. Ugh. Oh, oh hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I said the sequel before, but now I'm saying the original. Oh, you and shit the bed. <laughs> hang on. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just uh, just doing a quick piece of investigation. Uh, okay. I think I've... Oh, my God. Oh, hang on. He's... This this has never happened. Sorry, I'm sorry. This has never happened on, on What The Wiki before. I'm kind of breaking <laughs> down a little bit. I think I'm breaking down a little bit. Let me just... Okay, uh, Matt, you're correct. It is like a Marvel superhero. Yes! I had it in my head that I was reading the description for Lego Marvel's Avengers. Does that exist? But it does. It oh. does. But uh, that is, I'm fairly sure, just like based off the film Lego Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I, Lego Marvel Superheroes I, is more of like a here's our own story. Obviously, I'm pretty sure by I that description, uh, one of the Lego Marvel Avengers games, unless there's only one. Um, but either way, yeah, that was just basically Avengers based. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, in my defense, I as we as I proved by saying that I'd written Arkham Knight in the dock, I threw this uh, what the wiki together rather hastily, and I think I searched Lego Marvel Avengers in Wikipedia, but it directed me to the Marvel superheroes thing. So luckily, I had the page still open, so I was able to clarify that, which is hence why the silence. Um, but Matt, <laughs> yeah, you've you've got it, you've done well. Uh, you've taken away the points for this round, which now bumps you up to four points in the the scoreboard. So you're just two behind Brody now. You're yeah. marching on. Marching onward, on upwards with this comeback. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very impressed. You're in a drought. Yeah, when was the last time you uh, you oh, won a point, Brody? I've got no idea. Uh, on the weekend. And it's been a while since we've had James on the cast as well. So uh, mm. we've uh, had Matt climbing his way up. 
Steven tied up with you as well. Shannon's now on the board. All these threats are emerging. We've still oh, got a bit to play this year. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. With that, let's bring it in to what was episode 153 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site, obviously, at press.com.au. You can join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. Let us know which uh, what the wiki games you want us to try and guess or any topics you would like us to discuss. We've been joined today by Matt. Yo, you can follow me on Twitter at MVZamari and all, all my other... So- well, all my... Uh, valuable socials are linked through there so what video game are you going to be playing this game this weekend Matt what am I going to be playing this weekend um I yeah. don't know I'd probably try and finish God of War probably play, play a bit of Fortnite huh. um yeah I don't know we'll see how we go so I'm not the only one that's still to finish God of War that makes me feel a little bit better about my I haven't game. finished it either oh my gosh it's all coming out now uh <laughs> Brody we've also been joined today by by you <laughs> Yes, thank you. Um, you can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. Uh, do you go and check out Brody's uh, Spider-Man review. It is uh, top-notch. Um, I really enjoy reading his writing, so bravo to you for that. Um, what are you going to be playing this week, Brody? Are you going to finish God of War as well? No, I'll probably be uh, Destiny Forsaken. Sort of just came out oh, today, yeah. so I'm sort of deep-diving that at the minute. And I've got a couple of other... Oh, not a couple of other things, but I've got something that needs my attention for review, so... Yes, something you got can't the... talk about just yet. I don't, I don't think so, so I'm erring on the side of, ca- uh, on the side of caution, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Uh, until next time, happy gaming! Bye-bye. Bye-bye.